Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Whenever you increase your talent level on that side of the ball, really any side of the ball, you're going to see a little different. It's going to be a little bit different, and you certainly felt that. We all felt that. You guys saw it when he was out there playing, you know, on that toss sweep and then, you know, the zone play. So, you know, he's certainly an impactful player. We've said that all along. He's a, he's a really good player. It's Coach Eberflus talking about Roquan Smith right there. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 to score. Got another hour left for my late-night crew. Going to be taking some calls right now, 312-644-6767. Before we go to Jose and Aurora, I got to read this one te- text that came in. It's hilarious. It says, uh, this is from 3663. It says, hello, Gabe. Is that your nickname? This is, anyways, I really appreciate, appreciate your passion for the Bears. I share them. I don't remember you from B96, but then again, I really never listen. <laughs> Keep up the good work and stay real. Shout out to Rich, man. Rich, I was on B96 for 14 years, bro. Did you ever listen to B96? Ah, well, either way, I'm glad you're listening to me now, uh, as are you in the car. And again, we're going to be taking some calls about this Bears team. I just want to have a passionate roundtable discussion with my Bears fans out there because I want to check your temperature. I want to see what you're feeling about this team. So let's go ahead and talk to Jose out there in Jose in Aurora. So what, what's your take on this team? And, and, and you, hold on, you want to trade Roquan? No, I don't want Roquan to be in the history of the Bears. They've never traded a guy in their prime at that age that was a linebacker such of his quality, not even Gabe. And I listened to you in B96, buddy. Oh, stop it. I did. <laughs> oh, hey, sorry. I'm sorry for that. Back on the Bears. Back on the Bears. I don't got the Bears picking in the top five. They're going to be better than they are, Gabe. For the simple fact they got running backs that could catch the ball, they're, they're going to make some good runs this year. I got them winning eight games this year, Gabe. You could take that to the bank, buddy. You could take that to the bank that I'm not lying to you. I, lo- I love that. And you know what? I might take it to my, my gambling app because the over over under six and a half right now. But, but Jose, you bring up some really good points, the, namely the fact that the Bears do have some really good pass-catching running backs. You cannot minimize their ability. Uh, when you're talking about David Montgomery and Clear Herbert, I mean, these are guys that, you know, 
really do well out of the backfield. They just weren't put in a position to succeed. You talk about Justin Fields a lot when you're talking about Matt Nagy and his offense, but you got to be saying the same thing about David Montgomery. And and he, I feel as though he's a top-tier running back in this league, and him having the ability to pass catch really is going to to make a difference for Justin Fields and, and Luke gets the offense. And, and, I, and eight wins, hey, hey. I'm here for the eight wins. I'll take it, man. 17 games is a lot. And if you're telling me I only got to be sad nine weeks out of the entire season, because that's what's going to happen. I'm going to be genuinely sad when it comes to this kind of stuff. But (sighs) running backs. This is the NFL where people no longer depend on one. They have, uh, what is it, running back by committee. And the committee that the Chicago Bears have, I feel like, is pretty good. And so it'll be interesting to see how much of an impact they'll have in those eight games that Nick uh, gets to talk about. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, is, like, David Montgomery was a good pass catcher at Iowa State. He did it literally oh, everything. And I know that, I know, I know, I'm bringing Iowa State and whatever, but that that really, realistically, it was an underutilized part of his game. And okay. So I'm hoping the Bears do that more. Well, if there's one person that knows, it's you. I Because I mean, you went to Iowa State. I did. I don't know if you if I told you that before. Well, I think there's, like, got to be at least one listener out there that didn't hear it yet. Hopefully, yeah. So we want to let him know that. You have a little bit more insight on David Montgomery than yeah, we do. Yeah, man. I mean, he's also just a guy that, I mean, he's never going down by one tackle, Ever. two tackles. The Bears' screen game has been terrible for the last couple of years. It's It was really encouraging to see Eberflus start that game off, or Getsy, whoever, with the screen to, tie, or to Cole Komet to start that what, game. Whether, whether over the last few years, whether it's been a screen to the running back, wide receiver, or tight end for that matter, the Bears have performed poorly. Brutal, man. It It's almost as if, as from like a regular fan, you watch the game and you're like, I don't know if this has came out of your mouth, Sean, or you guys in the car. It would always be like, why can every other team in the NFL pull off a damn screen and the Bears can't? Like, it just doesn't happen. Seriously, Two-yard loss, drop, something along those lines. But I feel like it's about scheme. It's about preparation. And you want to know something crazy? David Montgomery went to Iowa State? No, that's oh, that's true as well. But so the Bears, I think they had a touchdown on a screen last year to uh whoever which some okay. some wide receiver or whatever. It was the first time they'd scored a screen since Tariq Cohen scored against the Jets oh, in twenty eighteen. I think it was the fast guy we got at the end of the season. Marquise Goodwin, maybe? No, or no, 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 no. It was the punt returner that we ended up signing. You're right. At the end of the yeah, season. the guy that got hurt, uh, Jakeem Grant. Jakeem Grant. There that's you right. go. He he had that screen. I remember that one because I was screaming like a little girl. Yeah. A little, like a little kid. <laughs> It was a fun time. Uh, let's go to uh, Mr. Wilson out in Lockport. I really want to hear what you have to say about the Chicago Bears. And do, do you mirror my my energy and enthusiasm for the team? Gabe, what's up, man? I love your show. And I do mirror your energy for the team um, for a couple of reasons. First things first, um, the players they lost, they're big names. Don't get me wrong. Um, the jerseys sold a lot. But the problem is, is Khalil Mack played four games. Allen Robinson in an anemic offense was the number fifth um, overall productive player on your offense behind your quarterback who rushed for more yards. Your number one scoring tight end literally was paid a million dollars for each catch he made last year. (laughs) This team last year, and this is, you know, not revisionist history. It was bad. It, w- it won six games with horrible coaching, with its best players on the sidelines. Its nickel cornerback was literally benched game two. Yeah. So you, you had the worst passing defense in the NFL, which was completely, which was completely addressed this offseason. 
and everyone wants to go, well, the Bears are bad because they, had an, they have a bad offensive line. Their best offensive lineman was on a fishing boat before the start of the season. <laughs> it's so true, though. Dub, I'm calling you Dubs. I know we got you up here as W. W. Wilson. But, w. Wilson. <laughs> but you know what? You're Dubs from now on because I know you, I remember you called the show before. I remember hearing from you. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I love talking with you about Bears, Dubs. So hopefully the Bears can get some more of those throughout the season so that that way you and I could be talking a little bit more about it. But you're absolutely right. I think, you know, you can poo-poo on the offensive line as much as you want. Every team does not score every time they have the ball. And if the Chicago Bears, this particular Chicago Bears team can put some points on the board. They've been they've been touchdown deficient over the last couple of years. But if they can do that, and but more importantly, it's points off of turnovers. That's going to be the key component for me when I'm watching this upcoming season because I feel like this defense is going to generate turnovers. You see Allen Williams preaching it. Coach Eberflus, a defensive-minded guy. So the defense is going to step up. They will create turnovers, but what are the Bears going to do as a result of it? And I think that, that is going to be the big key. I think Luke Getze is going to be able to do something. I think, like you mentioned before, the running backs. It's like a, a dumbed-down offense, time of possession, score some points, while some turnovers. I'm not saying they're going to be beating teams, Dubs, um, you know, 30 to 14, but 21-17, 17-14, you know, a little 24-17. Like that's going to be low-scoring games. That's the only way they're going to be able to, to do something. But it's going to be interesting. And like I mentioned, I really do genuinely hope that the Bears pull off a couple more Dubs. Always enjoy hearing from you, all right? Have a good one. Thanks, bud. You too. Absolutely. Let's go to Matt out in West Chicago. So... You have a really good plan on how to enjoy the Bears this season, right? I do. And it's kind of the first time in my life I've ever thought this way about the Bears. But, I, I, um, you know, every loss this year is going to be a win. We're not going to win anyway. Um, Next year is going to be the year we have a lot of, you know, money under the uh, cap money. Um, What I want to see from the Bears this year, I just want them to come out and play hard. And what I've seen in the preseason, they come out and they play hard. They hit. Um, by the way, Matt Eberflus looks like every generic Madden coach <laughs> that um, so is on true. Madden. So Seriously, true. the blue pants, the white shirt. I love it. You know, <laughs> typical generic. Every time I see him, I laugh. But uh, no, I, I, but, I agree. Know, with, but, but Matt, I, I agree with you in that every loss is a win because it's getting you that better draft pick. But more importantly, the the what, what I agree with more importantly is the concept or the notion that the Chicago Bears are playing harder. And that's what you want. There were times last year where even with the lead, you thought to yourself, they're going to blow this. The defense is not going to be able to come through. Something's going to happen. And that fourth quarter, for whatever reason, the Bears just didn't have the same kind of stamina that they had in the first quarter. And if if Matt Eberflus is preaching his hits principles and running to the ball and making sure these guys are in the best condition possible – that's not necessarily going to be the case in the fourth quarter. So, you know, again, we all, we're not on the radio preaching that the Bears are going to be 12-5. and five, But we're talking about how we can enjoy this Bears team. This Get your track season. shoes on because we're running. You're damn right you're running. And hopefully you're running right to my heart because that's how I feel. I love you guys so much. Hey, Matt, thanks for the call, man. I really appreciate you hanging out with me today. Let's go to Bernie out in Algonquin. Now, most people don't agree with me, but you seem to. Right, Bernie? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know what? I don't know how, how anybody could disagree with you. Did, did anybody watch the two preseason games so far? I mean, give me a break. Eberflus is a much better coach than Maggie. 
Maggie was trying to put a square peg in a round hole. He was forcing both Fields and Trubisky to be pocket quarterbacks. They weren't pure pocket quarterbacks. Their strength was to roll out because they could throw on the run, and if there was nothing there, they could run with it. And that was their strength. That was a strength of theirs, and he wouldn't pursue it. And Bernie, it's going to be interesting because you you actually have a coach who, uh, an offensive co- offensive coordinator in Lou Getze, who is seemingly preaching the idea of creating an offense around the best attributes of his quarterback. It seems like such common sense, like just such a simple idea, but it was something that was not even thought about last year, Bernie. And so with those improvements, what are you expecting from this Bears team and specifically the Bears offense? I Well, I agree with your first quarter, uh, caller. I, I think they can win eight, eight games easy. I really do this. <laughs> They're much better than the team last year that won only six games. Yeah, I agree with they you. Had, the, that offense on their naggy, not only couldn't they get in the, one, in the end zone, they had trouble making 10 yards. <laughs> so true. Really, I mean, they couldn't make 10 yards. It was like three downs and punt, three downs and punt. Well, you know, you're not going to win many games if you can't make 10 yards. I agree with you. It's going to be an, it's going to be interesting to see. I think that's what the most exciting thing about this Bears team is you do not know what to expect. You have your hopes and your expectations, but you just don't know. And so as the season begins, you're going to be able to formulate your opinion a little bit better. But we all hope the best for guys like Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney, Kokomet, the defensive side of the ball, some of the rookies that we have. So it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out over the first couple of weeks. All right, let's go ahead and take our last call. This is Fernando. Is he out in L.A.? Shout out to L.A., to the West Coast guy. It's only 613 over there. Um, So you said there's a particular group that no one's talking about, right, Fernando? Yes, sir, Gabe. First of all, bear down. Bear down, baby. Uh, Gabe, yeah. Um, what's up with our three-headed dragon, bro? We have Montgomery. We have Khalil Herbert. Everybody saw what Khalil Herbert did last year. And we got Tristan Ever, who I really love. We got three competent running backs that I think will do really good to help relieve the pressure from Fields. Yeah, I think you're right, Fernando. I think last year, despite the fact that we had three good running backs as well, um, with Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery, and, and, and some other characters that were helping us out, I, I, they just, the Bears weren't leaning on them. I think more often than not, we would see first down, and what was it be? What would it be? Shotgun. What, what, you know, uh, shotgun, three wide receiver, f- first down, and you're like, just run the damn ball and pick up two yards. You got, you got studs back there. David Montgomery, you, you got him back there. Give him the ball to put you in a third and manageable. And uh, Bernie touched on it you know, just a second ago. Matt Nagy was just trying to do his own thing. He didn't care. He's like, no, 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 we're not running for two yards. I got this play I thought up, and we're going to get six. Or, or I got this play I thought up on first down that I'm going to do. We're going to throw it down the field. Problem is, your offensive line wasn't the best. Problem is, your, your quarterback at the time couldn't make the right reads to get to that progression. Those were the issues. Now you have someone who understands. I, I have inherited a team that is not mine, is not one that I've created, but I, I, I've evaluated the talent, and here's what I'm going to do run on first down to put me in second and manageable. Maybe run play action or short pass on second down. It's going to be the Bears of 10, 12 years ago that were giving you on third and eight passes for six yards. Okay, I get that, but 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 you have to be able to lean on your running backs. 
where do you feel like David Montgomery fits Fernando in 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 the scope of running backs in the NFL? Oh well, you think he's like top five, or you think he's like for me top fifteen? Because uh, top ten, top okay. ten, top fifteen. Okay, only because I'm you know I love my Bears. And uh, one more thing too, Gabe, Demon. like Bayless Jones, I love Bayless Jones for what he does. I see him as a little bit better. Bigger and better, uh, Tariq. If they could run some plays like they did with Tariq okay. in his early years, I think Bayless Jones could fit that that scheme perfect like that with a few of those plays. He's I agree. I, I agree with you. I think you know a lot of people are making the comparison to Debo Samuel, but if you can you know tone that down a bit and say it's Tariq Cohen, I love that man. See, shout out to my shout out to you guys at night, man. You really know how to guy make make a guy feel better. Got a lot of Bears fans listening right now. Cause I I'll be down and out during the day. I'm like, you guys got me depressed and the season hasn't even started yet. Like, stop. Stop taking my sunshine. Let me live, at least before the season starts. So, so a big thanks to everybody that chimed in right now. Dubs, Bernie, Jose, Fernando. Big shout-out to you guys for rocking with, with me right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. We are live and local. That's what we do. We support our teams. We hang out. We talk. And we lift them up. And you know what? We're going to lift up the Chicago Bulls next specifically Zach Levine, who just welcomed a brand-new baby boy to the world. I want to talk to Mr. Peck about how that's going to affect his game. Is there another level for Zach Levine to reach? Does Mac Peck from CHGO feel that? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is god stream minor league affiliates the midwest league home run leader 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Very same way. We're talking about your other favorite team, the Chicago Bulls, right after this. I'm Gabe Ramirez at 670 The Score. Bears on Bears. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Hello, may I help you? You can sure as hell try. Hi, I'm Abe Froman. Party of three for 12. Is there a problem? You're Abe Froman. That's right. I'm Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. Yeah, that's me. You forgot, you forgot to dub his name, overdub his name there. If you're going to make an intro for your, for your guy, you got to overdub his name. I tried, man. All right, you want me to, you want me yeah. to dub it? And then it sounds like this, Matt Peck. Matt Peck. <laughs> you're, you're Matt Peck. You're the Sausage Kings guy. Matt Peck. <laughs> Joining us right now, the Circuit Resort Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort Casino Las Vegas. Home of the, keep the music going, bro. I like that music. Home of the world's largest sports book from CHGO. Matt Peck, what's up, buddy? Gabe, thanks so much for having me, man. And don't rag my buddy Sean too hard. I love that intro. <laughs> he needs the voiceover, bro. We're going to make you laugh for real. <laughs> hey, aren't you? Matt Peck. <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you? Matt Peck. The Sausage King of Chicago? <laughs> I love it. We um, no, the arteries saying. need to be a bit more clogged before I earn that title. Okay, fair enough. Favorite, favorite hot dog spot in the city, Matt? Oh, I, I mean, it sounds cliche, but Wrigley Field. There's nothing better than having a dog and an ice cold beer in the bleachers. Okay, okay. I uh, there's a spot that I I thoroughly enjoy. It's near Elston and Kimball. It's a hot dog spot. My my little brother used to go to a daycare right over there, and I never forget. I, I pick. I used to pick him up all the time. It's called Jay's Corner Hot Dogs. And yeah. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know that place. Oh, yeah. dude, best friend. One top five French fries in the city. First off, people. Back, oh yeah, people behind the counter are just amazing. And I remember one day he told me, I asked him, I was like, "How many hot dogs do you run through a day?" And he's like, "Uh, he's like close to about four or five hundred. I thought that was a ton for a small little shop like that. But I was about to say that number sounds low. <laughs> maybe he said four or five thousand. I don't know. I was. That sounds more accurate. Probably. Have you guys ever tried? I don't know if you heard of this. Have you guys tried Portillos before, dude? What is this? A little overrated. I'm going to tell you right there. Gonna, I'm gonna... No, you know you're getting a good dog from a place if they give you their French fries in a greasy white paper bag. Yeah. If it's not wrapped up all together, then I don't want it. I mean, right, yeah, exactly. If you, guys, if you haven't tried it, you should check out Portillo's. I don't know if you can. <laughs> are you from <laughs> Iowa? Are you, are week, you really on. from Iowa? I think that you're really from Iowa. I am Sean. from Naperville, okay? So that's might as well like be Portillo's. Iowa. Matt, Dude, they got Portillo's like down in Texas now. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, let's talk a little bit of Bulls basketball. First, I want to talk specifically about Zach Levine. Just welcome to Baby Boy. You know, I have two kids, so I understand the 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 snap of a finger and the change in direction that your life takes when that happens. Do you feel that like there's another level for Zach Levine to reach, or do you think he's pretty much? I mean, obviously he's such a a talented basketball player, or do you feel right. like he just kind of stays in the space that he's in and just kind of rise above the competition in the NBA? 
Well, look, I don't know if becoming a father has anything to do with it, but if the question is, do I think there's another level for Zach Levine to reach, my answer would be absolutely. If you look at what he was doing through the first two-thirds of this past season, his second uh, consecutive All-Star season, if it weren't for that knee that was clearly uh, you know, cumbersome and bothering him as he was fighting and playing through it because he wanted to so badly, contract year, gearing up for his first-ever playoff appearance in the NBA, if it weren't for those uh, you know, circumstances, is dragging his efficiency numbers down. He was about to have a season that outdid his first all-star season two years ago. So he's still on the right side of 30. He's in his prime. I feel, based on what we've heard about his off-season procedure going very well, very routine, absolutely we can have another year where Zach Levine gets even better at basketball. And maybe there's a little extra incentive He's already got the contract, but now, you know, he's got to go make the little one proud every night. I like that. And then, and, and I've been talking to a lot of people about the dynamic between Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and how I feel personally that this year is going to be somewhat of a passing of the torch year where DeMar gets on the team and he's like, hey, guys, this is how to be a professional, how to be a dog in the NBA. You got it? Cool. Zach, it's your turn now. Do you feel that same way or do you feel like there's going to be, continue to be that give and take between that duo on this squad. Yeah, I, I didn't buy into any of that stuff when people were talking about, oh, there's a power struggle and, and Zach's resenting the fact that DeMar showed up and is, no, that didn't make any sense to me. Um, I think that they have a good balance and mutual respect. And hey, we saw what they both did in the fourth quarter uh, throughout the season. Sometimes, uh, sometimes Zach took the lead, sometimes DeMar did. And uh, he's ordering hot dogs right now, guys from Portillo's. No, I'm actually, on, I'm actually at, I'm actually standing out at Burnham, Burnham Harbor downtown right now. And this crazy huge rain just came in. So I had to run <laughs> in and hide. Okay. Okay. Uh, but OK, I'm I am now dry. Uh, I think that there could be a passing of the torch because Jamar was brought here to just make them competitive and relevant right away knowing that Zach Levine has been the face of the franchise, will continue to be the face of the franchise once DeMar is is gone or starting to get to those downhill years. But, I mean, if you look at what DeMar did last year, downhill doesn't look like anytime soon. I agree, man. We're talking to Matt Peck from CHGO, where he covers the Chicago Bulls. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670, the score. I want to talk about expectations for the team, specifically your expectations. Now, and I'm talking about you, the fan. Not, you know, you the analyst. Like when you're when you're going into this season, what do you want? What do you want from the Chicago Bulls this year? I want another season where they avoid the play in tournament, finish with at least the sixth seed. Obviously that means a winning record unless a bunch of teams in the East take a, some unexpected back turn. Um, I, obviously you would like to see a healthy season for Lonzo Ball, for Alex Caruso, those key guys who you saw how much they meant to the team when they both went down and the season kind of started to circle the drain obviously Patrick Williams is another key name that people will be looking at this year does he take a step forward in development even though as you you know if you're talking about uh dividing up shots he's still going to be what fourth at best on that pecking order um so there there are certain things you can look at as far as individual players and team-wide goals if they can get out of the first round of the playoffs this season you got to call that a step forward I would agree let me ask you this. Is Kobe White going to be a Chicago Bull by the end of the season? I would be surprised. Hmm. Um, there's a, there's something very curious about how Billy's going to handle the rotation. Do they try to feature Kobe off the bench as a six-man scorer type 
to boost his trade value because I'm, I'm sure that they looked around at last season's deadline to see if there was anything out there for Kobe White and didn't like any of the offers they heard and just decided to keep him, especially because around that same time of the year, Caruso and Lonzo were both nursing injuries and they really needed Kobe. Um, I, I just don't see an extension happening. Um, he's a good player, not a great player. He could be a quality bench scoring guard for the duration of his career. The, the, you know, the Lou Williams type, the Jamal Crawford type, but not quite at that tier based on what I've seen from Kobe in his first few years. If they can get some value for him before or at the trade deadline, I think he'll be gone. Yeah, it's going to be one of those instances where you're going to need a team to need some scoring, but they're going to be willing to give up whatever the Bulls are going to need at that particular time. That's what we're going to have to be watching. I mean, But I'm, I'm a fan of Kobe's. I'm also a fan of Javante Green. I mean, that's someone last year that I just loved loved watching play whether he was in this nah, I really enjoyed it more when he was in the starting lineup better than when he was coming off the bench but where where does Javon in your eyes Matt where does Javante fit in with this particular team with all the new additions dude count me among those who are Javante Green Hell super yeah. fans Hell everything yeah. he everything he did for that team last season being asked to play all of those minutes at you know quote unquote power forward Javante Green and I are the same height I'm <laughs> six four generously oh, damn. uh I mean, I certainly don't have the leaping ability <laughs> or the sprinting ability that Javante has. But, I mean, the the guy was playing power forward in the NBA, and he's six three and a half. It's crazy that he was actually able to hold his own more often than not. Where he fits into Billy's rotation this year, it's sort of one of those situations where if we don't see a lot of Javante Green, it probably means that the roster front to back is fairly healthy and they don't need 20 minutes of Javante every night. So assuming people are healthy going through training camp and coming into the season, obviously Lonzo still remains a huge question mark there. You're probably not going to see anything other than a a five to seven minute spell for Javante on Mm -hmm. certain nights. Uh, But, you know, I I guess it's it's one of those situations where you're glad you know you have that tool in your back pocket if you need it, because he proved time again last year uh, that he could come up big. The one thing for him coming into this season is, can he be a more reliable three-point shooter? You know, the Bulls were, were uh, so problematic with their volume of three-point shooting last year. When Javante and, and, and guys like him and Derek Jones Jr. were knocking down their corner threes, it was less of a problem. When Javante and Derek Jones Jr. went cold behind the three-point line, that, uh, that three-point problem became much more glaring. It was interesting to see the beginning of the season when they were knocking those down, and it, it was like, oh, this is an awesome right. Bulls team. You got guys slashing yeah. the rim. The corner's wide open. We're smacking them. This this is great. I love it. And then all of a sudden, like you mentioned, everyone just went ice cold. And for whatever reason, no one can hit a three. Matt, my favorite stat, I just I spew this all the time. Bulls, number one in three-point uh, field goal percentage in the fourth quarter last year. Number one. But <laughs> yeah. last in the league. they won a lot of close games because of that. But, but, but last <laughs> in the league in three-point attempts in the fourth quarter. It's just like the total antithesis of one of the one or the other, and and to see that you're just like, gosh. But it's obviously because you had a guy like Demar Derozan, you know, obviously occupying the ball a ton, a ton of time in that fourth quarter. But but it, right. it, it was fun to watch. Obviously, you know, the Bulls addressed a lot of areas of need, but they're still. You could always point to some places where you feel like they they still need help. Where is that area for you? Well, it's what you're talking about. It's the volume and efficiency behind the three-point line. Um, not only do they finish dead last in, in three-point volume uh, this past season, but by a wide margin. I want to say it was Toronto that was 29th, and the gap between the Bulls' three-point attempts per game and the Raptors' three-point <laughs> attempts per game was basically the same gap 
as like 29 to 21. Basically, oh. the bottom third of the league is, is in their three-point volume, and then the Bulls separated by just as wide of a margin from 29 to 30. I mean, it's a huge glaring problem, especially once you lost Lonzo, who was not only one of their more efficient shooters, but one of their highest-volume three-point shooters. And then, as we talked about, with the, the role guys going cold on their three-point shots, it's a, it's a huge problem. And then the other one that obviously a lot of people were pointing to this offseason and hoping for a little bit more help in free agency or via trade is the rim protection. Uh, you know, you, you can just sort of roll your eyes and say, yeah, fine, okay, with the Andre Drummond move. You can't deny that he's an upgrade from Tony Bradley. Bless his heart. I'm sure he tries hard. Uh, but rim protection and three-point shooting will still be the two big needs. And I think that's why some Bulls fans are upset based on the, the minimal moves that were made this offseason because they don't feel like those are properly addressed. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you got to work within, you know, within reason. And, I mean, to me, Andre Drummond is someone the Bulls targeted, you know, a couple years ago. I feel like you're right. Not only is he an upgrade, but he has the potential when – put into a rotation with a, a secure role that he can give you exactly what it is that you need. So it's going to be interesting to see not only him, but Drogic and what they can bring to this this Bulls team. We're talking to Matt Peck from CHGO Bulls right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Let's talk a little NBA right now. Dude, were you heartbroken when you saw what happened to Chet Holmgren? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're always heartbroken when you see something like that. Uh, a guy who was a high lottery pick coming in, a lot of excitement around that OKC team and that young core they're building. You know, you got SGA, you got Josh Giddy. Like, that's a fun young core. They're probably not – they weren't planning on winning a lot of games this year. They're sort of doing, you know, the, the Philly process over at OKC and stockpiling picks. But Holmgren certainly had an opportunity to come in and play a lot of minutes as a rookie and show what he could do. I know that there were a lot of skeptics who said, yeah, okay, he was one of those dominant big men in college, but – with his frame and his lack of muscle, you get to the NBA, and all of a sudden that player is nowhere near as efficient uh, or, or intimidating. Um, now we just have to wait a whole year and, and see what, what we'll get after his basically redshirted rookie season. I've also heard some people talking about maybe, you know, Presti and, and the Thunder being very cautious by already, uh, as soon as they heard about this foot injury, ruling him out for the entire rookie year, because some doctors, and, and if you look back at some NBA players with the same injury, that's not necessarily a full season season ending injury. Um, So maybe we'll see. Uh, It's not like they want to hurry him back while the Thunder are tanking their way to another (laughs) another number one. It's it's a shame that we won't get to watch him play in the NBA this year. Uh, You know, we we were out covering summer league with me and my CHO crew and uh, we, you know, caught uh, some, some Chad Holmgren action there. I think he's got potential. All the people, all the naysayers who just look at his kind of awkward, lanky frame and say he's going to be a bust, I didn't necessarily buy into that. I mean, you know who else is awkward and lanky coming in the NBA as a rookie? Joakim Noah. (laughs) Oh, true. And then he got that grown man body, and then it was intimidating everybody. Exactly. you you got to put the work in to put the muscles on your frame, but it can be done. Hey, Giannis was scrawny too, you know. Exactly. you got to get some stuff. But, however, Matt, I feel like either you or your co-host Dave – as if you guys were going to the cup and Chet, Chet was trying to defend you, you might have still had that Liz Frank injury because of how soft he looked on that one drive with LeBron. He looked soft, man. <laughs> it looked bad. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of his. I, I like his game. I, I love the, the, the big man that can shoot, put the ball on the floor. I love guys like that. But you still got to play defense in this league. And guys are lowering their shoulders and going straight to the cup. And if that goes into your chest and you, you know, land backwards, it, it might not have been your foot this time, but it would have been your wrist. It would have been your, yeah. you know, some, something along those lines. I mean, maybe. Anybody talking about how the NBA today is like, oh, yeah, you got to toughen up making that jump from college. I grew up on 90s basketball. 
I, I mean, I, I know some people will roll their eyes and be like, okay, boomer. It's like, whatever, I'm, I'm not a boomer. I'm 35 years old. But I grew up on 90s basketball, which is a hell of a lot more physical than the basketball we're watching in the NBA today. So, yeah, you got to prove it. you got to prove that you're able to step in and take a charge when called upon or, or use your body to muscle to the hoop if you can. I'm not saying that I thought Chet Holmgren was going to be some dominant force out of the gate his rookie year. I'm just saying it's possible for some of those more, you know, svelte, lighter-framed guys to put the work in in the weight room once they get to that NBA level. And uh, and, and after a few years entering the league, prove that they can bang, uh, you know, bang bodies. You know, and, and some players just don't really have that in them. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw, but, you know, Larry Markkinen, our, our old pal, is playing for, you know, the Finnish national team, and there was some – uh, you know, still uh, uh, freeze frame of him, like, flexing under the hoop after a bucket or something, and he looks all jacked and whatever. And I was like, dude, I've seen that picture a million times in my life, and I never bought into it. Lowry still plays softer, you know, than, than a shooting guard who gets two minutes off the bench. Like, <laughs> so true. He's still going to stay 27 feet from the rim and knock down the three, though. That's the other thing. Uh, but, but, yeah. but you know what? You, you, uh, we do wish the best for Chet, and we hope he does come back better than ever because we love seeing talented people in the NBA. But you did mention tougher 90s basketball, and speaking of that, we got to mention our guy from Chicago, Pat Bev, uh, seemingly making his way to the Lakers. But for, for but for Taylor Horton Tucker, I I don't know how you felt about that, but I just felt like it was a bit lopsided. I I, I know the Lakers still need offense, and Taylor can provide that for you. I didn't necessarily think that they needed to seek out a, a defensive minded guard. Do you think that that makes a difference for either team? Did you like the trade, or, or what do you think about the Chicago, both Chicago guys I, going to their respective squads? As an NBA fan, I love the trade because the NBA, tra- the NBA is one giant, uh, you know, saga, uh, wh- whatever you want to call it. It's it's a circus. Telenovela, man. It's, it's, it's a so tele- it's a telenovela. Oh, telenovela. That's a perfect name for it. Um, I think it's going to be even more of a bleep show than it was last year. Uh-huh. We st- now we're hearing like, oh, well, maybe this means that they already have a, a trade in place for Westbrook because Westbrook and Pat Bev can't coexist. Mm-hmm. They've got beef going back a decade from when Pat Bev injured Russ and it was a season-ending injury. And then you had, you know, Russ talking trash about Pat Bev's defense. It's overrated. He's just out there running around. He's not actually helping anything. Um, I, I, as an NBA fan who loves entertainment, want to just see all of that hit the fan. Um do I think that the Lakers saw what they were missing when they let Alex Caruso go <laughs> and come to Chicago and thought, maybe we can use another quality perimeter defender? Yeah, I think that that's probably what their line of thinking was. And Rob Link is probably, you know, having sleepless nights, being like, oh, we should have just paid Alex Caruso. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the Lakers' loss is, is Bulls fans' gain, and that makes me happy, you know, no, beyond, no, beyond no. belief. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's over there. All right, last question before I get you out. Quick answer. Will LeBron James ever win a championship again? No. I love it. Matt, thanks. As, as, as a lifelong LeBron hater, respect his game, Same. respect his greatness, respect the way that he has been in the limelight since high school, has never had so much of a speeding ticket come to light in the public eye. I respect that about him, but I am a Bulls fan to my core. I hate him. I think this Lakers thing is going to be a train wreck again this season, and I think LeBron is going to walk away from the game with four titles and no more. That's why I asked you, because I knew you'd agree with me wholeheartedly. Matt, thanks so much <laughs> for hanging out. I'm here for you, Gabe. <laughs> thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to have you back on again. Anytime, buddy. Hey, go, go easy on my pal Sean, all no, right? No, no, I won't. I promise I won't. All right. Matt Peck from CHGO Chicago right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Nice little Bulls talk for you in the middle of the day as we are still a few months out from the start of the season. Uh, but we are just a few minutes away from the start of Twitter time. What rando stories have I pulled from the interweb? 
We'll find out after this. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Down, down, down. Lakers going down. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Well, what do you know? I got an admirer. You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. All those idiots on Twitter. It's Twitter time with Gabe Ramirez. I only want to know one thing. Can you cuss on Twitter? I give a rat's ass about Twitter. To be brutally honest, I'm not a Twitter guy. Let's scroll through some tweets. Chirp, chirp. Little bit of pop culture, little bit of sports. That's what Twitter time is. This is how we end the show each and every day. Our guy... Sean Sears holding down the uh, the button, the chirp chirp button. Chirp chirp. First, we're going to start with NASA exoplanets. I know. That's where I'm going right now. The misconception that there's no sound in space originates because most space is a vacuum, providing no way for sound waves to travel. However, scientists have somehow manufactured and put some, some noises together that they say is what a black hole sounds like. I cannot wait to hear this. In a galaxy far, far away, Gabe Ramirez reaches the black hole. This just sounds like the sound machine I play for my daughter <laughs> whenever whenever I'm trying to get her little ass to go to bed. Yeah, it feels like something from Interstellar, right? I, I just I just don't like that at all. That one made me feel a certain type of way. You should avoid black holes then. Listen, I've been trying to sure, sure. avoid blacking out at the same time. All right, this one from <laughs> our very own 670 score. Got to give love to Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes on entering Hall of uh, entering the Hall of Fame. He said it's the greatest honor I could ever imagine being in there with Harry Carey and Jack Brickhouse. And now I'm the third Cubs announcer to receive such an honor. I really don't know what to say. You're our resident Cub fan. How do you feel that he's going to be heading to the Hall? Oh, well deserved. How do you? Who doesn't love Pat Hughes? He's, he's just, got an awesome voice. He's the sound of baseball, man. That's like the sound of my childhood. You know. Okay, I love it. Well, shout out to him. I'm glad that I'm his coworker. I can say my coworker is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, dude, you got a couple of Hall of Famers. Grody's in his uh, school Hall of Fame. So is Ranji. I'm talking about the actual Hall of Fame. Okay, well, yeah, that's true. That's fair. Shout out Mark Grody. Yeah. <laughs> shout out you keep doing what you're doing. Shout Grody. out Mark Grody. Sure, sure. Uh, this is from at Christina Williams. She says general manager and head coach James Wade and the Chicago Sky have agreed to a contract extension through 2025, the team announced. Obviously, the Sky won their first round series against the New York Liberty. Setting up a nice little uh, semifinal matchup, baby. I, I could see it in Candace Parker's eyes. She wants to repeat. Oh, yeah. Like, she's not out there just playing to play. She genuinely and wholeheartedly wants to go ahead and, re- sure, and sure. repeat. This one from Sawyer Hackett. This is about uh, some student loan debt here. It says, pay off your own debt, says a generation of pundits that went to school when classes were $100 and the minimum wage could finance a mortgage on a two-bedroom home. Of course, Joe Biden announcing... Some student loan relief for people that earn less than $125,000. Sean, how do you feel? Do you have student loan debt or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Just a bit. Oh, yeah. Just a bit. 10K going to do nothing for me, eh? <laughs> hey, I, 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 I mean, I don't have too much left. You know what I mean? So I'm not too too worried about That's it. Good. But That's shout good. Out, shout out to everybody. Listen, man, you, you know, at least they're paying something off. Right. I'll How take much time do I got left? I remember when I when I went to go take out my student loans. I was finally 24 years old. My parents didn't necessarily want to do it, so I had to wait till I was a little bit older. And I just remember telling people, like, yo, when you're like a broke kid from the hood, you'll take out as many loans as you want, just as long as you can put yourself in a better position to earn more money in the future. And that's exactly what it did for me. So 
I have zero problems paying off my loans. I feel like they put me in a better position than I, I would have been, even though I always say I would never do radio again. But that's neither here nor there. Nick Cannon announces he's expecting another baby. Dude, another baby? His 10th overall. Dude, slam it in a window, man. Like, come slam on. Slam it in a window. You're stupid. But the, the the tweet came from the Maury Show. And of he, course it did. He tweeted out. He said, Nick's wildin'. <laughs> Stop. I love it. Dude, I'm looking at it right now. It's so good. Uh, That's sure. the beauty of Twitter time. This is from Christopher Kamka. He says, Andrew Vaughn is the first White Sox player to hit a leadoff home run in his first career MLB start hitting leadoff since 1973 when Jim Morrison did it, which was Tony LaRusso's MLB managerial debut. Jeez, that dude's way too that's freaking a, old. But that's an awesome stat, though. It's a that's a classic Kamka stat. I love that. Well, you know what? Shout out to Andrew Vaughn, but I don't like him in the one hole. Sure, I gotta sure. be honest. Uh, this is from Fortune Magazine. I myself am in the the market for another home. I, I own my home, or I bought a home in right by the United Center, and I have a condo in Humble Park, and I'm looking to get another one. This one in Displains, like the Displains Park Ridge. Glenview, Mount Prospect kind of area it's right nice there area. by the 294-ish. Yeah, a lot of good schools for the kids. But it's, it's, it's rough out there. And according to Fortune magazine, it says 100 and, 183 housing markets could soon, seen, could soon see home prices fall by 20%, according to Moody Analytics. Hey. Now, Moody Analytics, legit. Fortune magazine, legit. So I, tried to t- I sent this to my wife, and I was like, hey, babe, let's just hold off a little bit on getting this house because – According to study, 183 markets, and a couple of those are right here in the city of Chicago. Sure, sure. Good news for you. This one from, uh, let's go. Damn, I got a lot of pop culture in here. All right, we'll go NBC Sports Blackhawks. That the Blackhawks named Troy Murray and Patrick Sharp as TV color, color analysts for the 2022-2023 season. Okay. I mean, if you're going to get rid of your guys, you got to come back with some oomph. Right. And you did that. So two good guys. I mean, I'm not And they're good in the booth. They both had they both been in there in and out a few times, right? Yeah. It's gonna be a good one. Blackhawks did well by doing that yeah. right there. Should be a good sure, one. Sure. All right, this one from Bloomberg. I know we only got a couple left. Uh at business. I don't know how they they must have got that handle when Twitter first started. Yeah, man. At business. Damn. <laughs> Hating. Uh thirty nine point four meter, hundred and twenty nine foot super yacht, valued at seven point eight million capsized and plunged into the Ionian Sea this weekend with the Italian Coast Guard springing into action to rescue all nine people on board. What what sound do you think the owner made as the $7.8 million boat was going down? Ozzy Gian, come get your boat. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I I would like to think he had insurance, so he's not really worried about it. I would hope so. It's a pretty expensive boat. Can you? What, what do you think insurance pays? Capsize insurance got to be a couple hundred thousand. <laughs> you think that's a thing? I hope that's a thing. It's got to be called capsize. I've never bought right? a boat, so I don't sure, know. Sure. It's, it's 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 fun. It's fun. Is it? Uh, this one's from Mines. This is my last one, I think. Yeah, uh, I might have one more if I'm feeling good. Uh, this is from Mines. Mark Zuckerberg was on the Joe Rogan Experience. Did you watch this one yet? No, I haven't either. But I—that's one I would want to watch because I know Joe. He's inter- will, yeah, will both rip interesting. But. It says that fa- that Facebook algorithmically censored the Hunter Biden laptop story for seven days, based on a general request from the FBI. What exactly? <laughs> Google it. I thought it was interesting. I want to watch the whole thing. Sure. All right, last one. Uh, let's see. Because I really wanted to read this one. Okay, this is my last one. Because I feel like you should be in getting some useful knowledge here. This is from Condé Nast. A 
A test program was launched in February for the federal government employees and contractors, and on August 2nd, a limited version of the initiative will be open where travelers can now renew their passport online. Wow. If you've ever had a passport or ever had to get one in a short period of time, it is a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's like near so the, impossible. So the fact that you're able to do it online, just know that's coming soon. That's the point of Twitter time. Little sports, little knowledge, little ridiculousness, and that's what we do, guys. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me today, man. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 The Score. I want to go ahead and thank our guests for today. My tie guy, legend out in the bleachers of Wrigley Field. Also want to thank Cam Ellis for talking some bears with us. And, of course, Matt Peck for getting my fill of the Chicago Bulls. Love to talk about them whenever I can. I want to thank Sean Sears, who I'm being told I come down a little too hard on, but I, I don't think so. Nah, we have fun. We have fun. We have fun. Yeah. We're like, that's what friends do. Yeah. Peck's like my older brother, so he's just trying to Uh-oh. look out. He's 6'4", so I won't talk too much trash. He's a big man, dude. I got you. Uh, Big thank you to all the callers that hit us up today. Love you guys being a part of the show. Love hearing from you. Love interacting with you. Can't wait to do it again. Bet MGM is up next. Enjoy yourselves. Mi gente. I'm Gabe Ramirez. And this is Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Hasta la próxima. Chirp, chirp. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.